This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, your host on Diversity Bites, the program for everybody who understands the challenges inherent in creating a more diverse workforce. Join us as we explore the strategies and mindsets needed to transcend statistics, increase belonging, and unlock higher performance. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, creator of the Everybody Thrives program, which is for companies looking to unlock the full power of all their people. Welcome to episode 100, 100 of Diversity Bites. I'm really excited. It's a milestone. Uh, when we started this journey in November of 2022, I committed to create daily video episodes for you every weekday with no breaks for vacations and holidays and so far we have met that commitment assuming i post the ones that i haven't posted yet but have already recorded um, i'm assuming i'll get that done uh, that we will have gotten to episode 100 without missing a day uh, a little bit less than the halfway mark um, and then I think there's around 260 and change um, episodes if you record every five days, uh, every weekday for a year. And that's not counting um, special bonus episodes like the one um, that I recorded for The Truth Hurts with the guest that I would like to acknowledge and shout out for this episode today, who's um, Syra Rao. Um, she is the co-founder of Race to Dinner. Uh, and their dinners and their mythologies um, confronting the role uh, of white women in white supremacy. Um, she does that with her fellow co-founder, Regina Jackson, um, and they also work with uh, Lisa Bond, um, who supports them and is doing some great community activities with them as well. So really want to thank um, Zyra and her colleagues for uh, all the important work that they're doing in anti-racism, and I want to thank her for being an a guest, I believe she was my third guest on The Truth Hurts. So you can find her episode uh, in Diversity Bites, the special episode with Truth Hurts with Cyra. Really great episode. I hope you'll listen to it. Um, and I thought of her for this episode because this episode is about accountability. We're going over the five A's of diversity advancement, right? So these are five principles, um, all starting with A, that will really help advance things in your diversity conversation or meeting going forward as opposed to what we talked about in the week previous which was the five d's of diversity derailment so this is the last of the five a's so what have we talked about so far we've talked about acknowledgement right acknowledging others even if you don't agree acceptance which is you know accepting which creates transformation and ability and opportunities to move forward when you accept something that perhaps before you had not accepted. Um, third, attend. So that's attending, being present in the meeting, as well as attending to the purpose of the meeting and helping steer things in that direction. And fourth, yesterday we talked about apologizing and how to um, apologize um, you know, when you do mess up in a way that moves things forward. So today's uh, principle uh, that made me think um, of Syrah and some of the work that uh, she does is accountability, right? So what is the accountability that you can show in a meeting as you start to uh, share information, um, you know, acknowledge things are going on, understand where people are coming from, 
if we all just kind of hold hands and sort of say, hey, doesn't everyone feel better, but there's no accountability for next steps or things to happen, then I will say not that the meeting wasn't worth it, but that the meeting perhaps hasn't gone as far as it could, right? And there's that next step, hopefully, within that meeting before the meeting ends of accountability. And what you as a meeting member, what you as a leader uh, or uh, as a participant in the company are going to hold yourself and others accountable for making change and moving things forward in the diversity uh, conversation, right? So it could be as simple as saying, look, you know, I'll take a look at my department's documentation and see if, um, you know, we have terminology like blacklist and whitelist, which, you know, sends um, sort of buys into some sort of uh, negative sort of terminology about colorism and black and white. And we'll see if we can replace it with equally um, helpful and clear uh, terms and language that uh, don't have to bring this uh, negativity uh, into play. And then I don't know if we have it right now, but I'll report back and I'll report back by such and such date, right? To hold yourself uh, accountable. Um, an even harder um, accountability, and, and this is something that um, Sarah and Syra invited me to do um, on our episode of The Truth Hurts, was to really take accountability for our own um, racism and anti-blackness, right? As people who um, are not black uh, and who have been raised in a white supremacist society to really, you know, own that and to be able to say out loud, it's really powerful to be able to um, take accountability and say it out loud to say, you know, my name is Joe Kwan and I am anti-black. Uh, and this is what, you know, I plan to do about that to be better um, going forward and to combat my own anti-blackness, right? So, you know, not saying that doesn't save you from your behavior and who you are and your contribution to the problem versus the solution. In fact, saying it out loud um, is actually quite uh, liberating and kind of focuses, focuses the mind uh, on next steps and accountability. Um, another example um, you might think of is to say out loud, you know, look, you know, my name is Joe and, um, you know, I uh, acknowledge that I have not faced the best competition I could have because I've had certain advantages and others um, have not. So um, I have not really faced the best competition I could, whether it's from a sports perspective, whether it's from an educational perspective, uh, whether it's from an organizational perspective. Uh, when there isn't a level playing field, by definition, you have not and I have not really faced the best competition and to say, uh, how will you hold yourself accountable, right? Will you work to change that, to take whatever steps you can to create a more equitable environment, whether it's through nonprofits, volunteering, whether it's mentoring, um, you know, there's no single solution for it, but to hold yourself accountable to be part of the solution rather than just to get the benefit and pretend like you don't have the benefit and that you did everything on your own uh, merit or your own intelligence, which, um, you know, no one's questioning uh, your merit and intelligence. Um, it, people are just pointing out that other people's merit and intelligence maybe hasn't been allowed uh, on the field or hasn't been uh, 
allowed to flourish and develop as much as yours. So what happens is you are getting a inflated sense of your own ability and your own performance because you are not being allowed to compete uh, against the best there is and the, the people who could be the best are not being allowed to develop into the best there is. So you're really uh, thinking that you're much better than you actually are. And the funny thing about this, and this is something I, I think about a lot and I've written about, um, is that's not a bad uh, thing for you to realize that. And it's actually better for you to compete and lose so you can become better and maybe win in the future rather than to compete and always win and not see where your weaknesses are and to be artificially winning. Uh, based on the system or the structure or the calls being geared towards you. So to me, that's not um, something to be proud of. That's not um, really a victory. And the way I like to describe um, this rather oversim you know, to oversimplify it, this is there's two types of people in the world. There are people who um, cherish winning at all costs, and that drives certain behavior and outlooks and attitudes because they just want to win. They just want the trophy at the end of the day, everything else be damned. Uh, and then the other type of person in the world are the people who want to compete. They want to compete so they can become the best and they want the best competition. Even if that means that by definition, getting the best competition, you're going to lose sometimes, right? You're not going to win every single time. However, in that losing, you become better uh, and you become the best version of yourself. You become the best competitor you can be. And that's the type of person I'd like to be. That's the type of person I'd like to raise my son to be. And that's the type of company I'd like to work in where everyone is competing to create the best version of themselves rather than just to win all the time, which drives a lot of uh, negative uh, behaviors and is very exclusive as opposed to being inclusive. Well, thanks for joining us for our 100th episode. I have lots of great ideas and content for the next 100. Um, if you have any suggestions or requests for content, if you'd like to just connect and, and talk and see about maybe ways that we can collaborate together, I welcome the conversation. Uh, reach out to me at joe at connectioncounselor.com. And if you're enjoying the show and would like to support us, consider leaving a tip on coffee.com. It's ko dash fi.com slash connection counselor and i'll leave a link in the show notes thank you remember when it comes to higher performance diversity bites belonging